Imagine starting out in life, pursuing a career that you had your heart set towards. You, you studied for it. You um, are completely focused on this career. But out of the blue, a new path opens its way to you. Something that may not be as appealing to you, but yet you start to uh, jump into it. You find out that you absolutely love doing it. And you pursue this new path. And this new path becomes the career for you for the rest of your life. My guest today wanted to get into filming, but yet he went down a career path of game development, creating such incredible titles as, as one you may have heard of, Rampage, two, General Chaos, and many more. Uh, he's also an incredible father, husband, CEO of Game Refuge, uh, just an all-around incredible individual. I had such a pleasure talking with him today. Uh, so let me uh, not delay this any further. Here is my guest for Parent Quest today, Brian Colon. Good, but yeah, so I, it's funny, I was looking through your social media yesterday and um, uh, I feel like you posted maybe on your story on Instagram that you got bitten by Hugh Hefner's bird. <laughs> was that's, a that's such a random fact. I was a filmmaker in high school and went to school for film and uh, I did an animated film that won like a half dozen international awards. And um, one of the award ceremonies, they flew me out to LA. It was sponsored by Dotson and Playboy and Paramount. And, you know, it was, it was a great trip for a college wide-eyed, oh, gee, this is so cool yeah. sort of thing. Um and, but yeah, one of the uh, one of the day events was to hang out at the Playboy Mansion and a tour and everything else. And he had parrots by that kind of famous pool grotto. And uh, the guy was showing us. He's like, "Yeah, put your finger out there. He'll step right on your finger." And I put my finger out. Those little uh, walnut breaking beaks just, ah, you know. So it's like, oh, cool. Bit by Hugh Hefner's parrot. Not many people probably can say that. I, I don't think a whole lot of people could say that at all. Yeah. Uh, so was this, you said this was when you were in high school, so prior to the creation. This was, of, the, that parrot bite was in college. I did okay. this animated film that won all the awards in college. Okay. Uh, but I was a filmmaker in high school. That's what okay. I went to college for. Well, very cool. Yeah, I was th- in my head, I was thinking about it this morning. Like, I wonder if the par- it was a parrot's way of saying, hey, you should put per- birds in, uh, in Rampage because we are, you know, we're vicious animals. You can't trust us. I have learned that yeah. the hard way. For years, you know, when this finger, you know, I could tell the rain is coming because my finger starts throbbing. You know, yeah. you got a pretty good bite. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's uh, something that you don't hear about. Uh, it doesn't happen sure, to many people. It doesn't come up often. It doesn't yeah. come up often. So you started with film um, uh, through high school. Was your introduction to gaming, was it founded through family? Was it something that you found through school or was it something that you kind of discovered yourself? I backed into it. I completely backed into it. I mean, I've got a few years on you. So when I was when I was a kid or even actually in high school, the extent of a video game was in your Magnavox TV in the console in the family room. And you had to put a colored screen out uh, across your TV because it was in black and white. But mm-hmm. if you wanted color, you know, the, you could play Pong. That was about it, the Magnavox Odyssey. And I was in school for film and I did this one animated film because 
I could draw. And uh, I found in college was, you know, in high school, all your friends are all, always glad to get your films and you do all kinds of crazy stuff and jungle movies and war movies and horror movies. And in college, when it costs more, uh, you know, and had a couple of projects where, you know, somebody flunks out and one of your major act actors just said, I did an animated film mainly because I could control every little aspect of it and it won a lot of awards. Um, and I went to New York, talked to, you know, all over the place. And, you know, everybody I talked to loved the film. You know, they were like, yeah, you're going to have no trouble finding a job somewhere else. <laughs> so came back from New York and I saw an ad for the Valley Midway Company. And um, I thought I was going in uh, looking for an artist, animator. And I thought, Valley makes pinballs. What do they what would they want with an animator? I know they want someone who has experience cell painting because they need someone to paint on the back of the glass. This is, you know, my 20 year old brain going, yeah. So I go in there and they said, no, we're looking for an animator for video games. And I'm like, video games, really? People do that? And I, you know, I, I was not a video game fan. And like I said, there weren't many, uh, you know, Pac-Man was about, at the zenith and i'm like pac-man really so i i said uh, no you know i'm i've got a successful ad agency i make you know uh for bars and you know um uh you're gonna have to pay me at least uh it's not that i'm not excited but i have this success successful business you're gonna have to pay me at least three hundred dollars a month and the, the uh george uh, gomez uh pinball designer now at Stern, but back in the day, he was run, kind of running the uh, internal development side of things. And he just kind of, it's like, I think we can do a little better than that. And I was at a, I was at a, um, I was out of town. I got a call. They offered me the job and they said this enormous amount of money, you know, to me right out of college, like $13,000 a year. Wow. And I, I kind of made a joke of it. I was around with a bunch of friends and I, I kind of hung up the phone and, I, and, and I, I choked up. I said, this is it. Childhood's over. I've got a real job. And the thing was, <laughs> it's never been anything like a real job. And childhood goes on to this day. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just stumbled <laughs> into this. I, I mean, self-discovery and it discovered more about myself through the discovery of doing games yeah. than I could have ever imagined. You know, I just did not think that would be the way I was going. And within weeks after getting in and the very first project I worked on, what they were trying to do blew me away. And they brought me in because I had a, an animation understanding that, you know, they, they didn't, there weren't really any video game animators much at all. And uh, I was able to do a, a very, quite a bit with very little resources. And I fell in love immediately because with animation, um, you know, you're drawing for months, you're filming overnight, you're filming frame by frame by frame. You send it off the film. It comes back weeks later. You figure out your mistakes. You start all over with this. I'm working in the morning and I'm seeing it in the game in the afternoon. Oh, that's cool. Standing next to the guy, go, oh, no, let's try 10 frames per second instead of eight. Mm -hmm. That looks better. Oh, we need a little, you know. So I fell in love with it. And I like just right place, right time. Very lucky. I've been blessed. Totally yeah. blessed. Yeah, it's, that's quite the story. I mean, especially for somebody that uh, doesn't didn't have an interest in video games at all. Yeah. Kind of sounded like kind of you were turned off by the idea. 
Yeah, uh, I couldn't imagine that, you know, all I'd ever really seen was Pac-Man. Right. And I have a very kind of pen and ink style that, that uh, you know, I didn't see how I could enjoy doing this. But the the immediacy of it, the the fact that I could push these little pixels mm-hmm. into something that looks like a cartoon, you know, just really appealed to me. So you're in your 20s at this point. Is it something that you grasped onto like right away? Was it something that your heart kind of dove into or were you still a little reserved as you're working on it? Within weeks, within okay. weeks of working there, I was a hundred, I was all in. Wow. I was all in. They were, it was very much, uh, this was their Bally Midway's uh, original development team. Mm-hmm. They'd only done one game. They were still forming. It was very much a peer to peer. Let's try this. No, let's not try that. Very I worked with a lot of different, and the great thing about being an animator, a programmer is working on one project for nine months a year. Mm-hmm. An animator, animator's working on every project on the floor and can, can contribute. So I got to work with a lot of different people. With this guy, you got to throw out the ideas. With this guy, you got to kind of let him think it's his idea. With this guy, you got to beg. With this guy, he wants to do anything you want to do. So it, it was a great time. I started out as an animator, but within literally within two months, there was a game that was out on test that wasn't making any money. I said, but it looks boring. How about if, and I came up with a little cartoon character to make it very silly. They loved it. And they let me reskin the entire game, exact same gameplay and turned it into a, a game that then they went into production and they sold and even had it, that character put in other games because the management likes the character so much. So it was a very free time, very, not like it is today. I mean, I mean big corporations today, it's, you know, yeah. you're lucky if you work on a drop of water for nine months because there's 300 people on the project. This yeah. was two, three guys, right? I mean, girls. Yeah. And it, it sounds like, uh, I mean, to me, it sounds like the dream job because you're, you're exploring your creative uh, side to yourself. And, and this, here's this outlet that you're able to just kind of run with. And it's just, I, I couldn't even I imagine couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly what it was. And that's why I said it was self-discovery as well, because um, yeah, it's nowhere I would have ever thought about going, wanted to go, you know, but life takes you places that you don't every, you know, I'm kind of a control freak, you know, as I mean that, and that's good because what I do requires that, yeah. but I would have never chosen that path. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I, it was at a time where everybody was very open to ideas. They were very willing to let people try stuff and uh, yeah. And, and I was getting paid for it. I was yeah. getting paid for it. You know, I raised my family on doing this. You right. Know, it, just, it was wonderful. Lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if you, if you were to time travel back to yourself then and say, Hey, listen, you're going to be making video games. You're going to be, you know, working with this company. You're going to have this incredible game that, that is, um, that is a, a monument in the gaming community that everyone recognizes. Like I'm sure your head would have just blown like, no way. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. No, if, I would have assumed it was a bad dream if I yeah. had that dream before I went in to take the job. Um, I mean, and it was, you know, it was great people. Everybody was around my age, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in most three or four year swing, um, you know, um, and well, yeah, it was just, it was a great, it was a great time. It was a great time. So obviously I stated that I would categorize video games uh, into creating artwork. It's a form of art. I strongly believe that. You are a father as well. Has your kids, have they headed down that path uh, 
do they have a creative side themselves? Do they have interest in video games? Do they have an interest in creating some kind of artwork, whether it be music, drawing, illustration, any of that stuff? Uh, when I, about uh, when after my son was born and my daughter was born, um, at that point in Midway, uh, I started working from, I built an office out in the back half acre uh, and started working from home half the time or more than half, uh, you know, uh, I could work at home. They let me start working at home. And so it was from the time I was, you know, my kids could walk, you know, tap, tap, tap on the door of the office. Dad, mom says it's time for lunch. Mm -hmm. So they were very much involved in my day. Mm -hmm. um, and as they got older, you know, they were every game I did, I would bring home. So I had a basement full of games. So I always uh, in a big backyard. So all the neighborhood kids were always coming over here and hanging okay. out. And uh, it was, it was, I think it was a great time for them to be kids because I did have a big wooded, you know, backyard and all that stuff to play outside all they wanted. Mm -hmm. They could play inside on video games. Uh, but I was not a much of a video game person. I okay. didn't, I did not buy all the games my kids didn't ask for all the games mm -hmm. uh um we had a pretty much well-rounded life uh mm -hmm. the games were definitely a part of their lives um and then later as they got older both my kids have come work for me like you know when they're coming back from college my son though uh went to film he went to school oh, for film as well and then yeah. my daughter went to school for for uh theater and uh and uh, so they both kind of follow the, I don't know if it's performance or, it, you know, mm -hmm. both very creative, but in completely different ways, either side of the camera, if you will. I was gonna say the, uh, the apple didn't fall far from the tree because, I mean, you you had that strong interest in, in film and for your son to go into film and, and your daughter to go into theater, they kind of go hand in hand with each other. That's That's got to be pretty awesome for you as a parent to see. You know, I just want them to be happy. I mean, whatever they do has always been for me is like, you know, are you because I guess because I was so lucky, because I was blessed with this kind of backing into this, when people are always, you know, will ask me, how do I get into video games? It's like, you know, follow your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, do if you if you can find a way to have fun doing what you're doing, whether you're, you know, when I work as a fry cook or when I work, you know, as in retail, it's like have fun doing what you're doing. You've only got the one you know, one lifetime, you know, make every day, find a way. It's a, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, probably my life, uh, um, whole attitude on life I learned as a child, uh, you know, watching Mary, the original Mary Poppins, you know, mm -hmm. and every job that must be done, there is that element of fun. You find the fun and the job's a game. That is what I taught my kids. That's still how I kind of approach life is, you know, what, Video game making video games can be well, they are it's a ton of work. Um, and even though there are the parts that people see that oh, gee, you get to test the game, or you get to play the games, or you do get to do whatever, um, it's work, but you find those elements uh, if you're lucky enough to be able to take those elements and that and make them fun for yourself. I mean, I have no problem not leaving this chair for 12 hours in a row without. You know, my brain turns off, you know, uh, for all other things. My wife will come in, say something. And then 20 minutes later, it's like, did she say she was, you know, dinner was on the table? And, you know, it's just like, 
I don't I'm rambling. You know, I do ramble. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I, I yeah. love it. Yeah, keep it going. I just, I tend to ramble. So please start cutting me off when I'm no. way the heck off your point. No, no, no. Uh, my, my, it doesn't make me feel good that uh, my kids got into the entertainment side of things. Yes, because I think they're making people happy, making yeah. other people happy. So yeah, that feels great. Yeah. I like that very positive outlook that you have as far as um, you, you have a job and you work that job. And for me, the fact that, you know, you work with video games, I feel like, that would be one of my dream jobs as an individual. I, you know, I, I have no experience in making video games, but talking to my younger self, the inner child and myself making video games sounds awesome. But yeah, I, I believe that there probably is a lot of stressful things that come along with it, but for you to look for the positives and make that fun and try to keep that fun. Uh, that's an important, not just, that is an important life lesson. I think because with any situation you get in there, there is some sort of positivity that you can find in it to keep it uh keep it fun for yourself right well and and yeah and you touched on it too there there's still and there is still you know an enormous amount of stress not only am i trying to fulfill whatever i'm getting paid for Mm -hmm. i'm trying to you know um i'm it's not a it's not the kind of job uh what i do is not the kind of thing that it's five o'clock and i can turn off even if i wanted to So I better find a way to make it fun, even the bad parts, Mm -hmm. uh, because I am going to be waking up going, uh, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it's it is a it's a it can be. And it's not it's too much. for. I mean, I've had I've got friends jobs where I've worked over the years and I've worked with a lot of people that do get overwhelmed by it and have to leave the industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not because not because the. uh, industry isn't fun, but because there's a lot of associated stress on the backside. So you just gotta, you got to revel in the good parts to help you get through the tougher parts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Um, I don't mean to, to backtrace here, but you, you mentioned that um, you, a lot of the neighborhood kids were, were at your place playing video games, hanging out with your kids. When it came to you creating uh, a new game or having a new game, bring it back to your house, did you ever rely on them to test the game out? Like, were they, were you able to like, here, I, I made this, try it out um, and, and let me know what you think of it. Or did that never really occur much in uh, within your house? In, my, in the arcade games, not much. Cause okay. the kids were two, four, six, eight years okay. old. Uh, that first decade. Um, no, not that much. At, in later years, when I started, you know, for my own company after I, um, uh, um, Williams bought Bally Midway and kept me on it as, as a designer for a couple more years. And then I left to form my own company. And then with those games, yeah, the kids were absolutely, okay, here's a Sega Genesis game, play it. What do you like? What don't you like? Mm-hmm. Cause they were old enough to do that. And then throughout the rest of, you know, my 30 years of game refuge. Yeah. They've been involved as long as they've been home. Um, and then at various points, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, you know, in college years, uh, they'd come home, they'd work at the local pizza place or they'd work here. But if I needed somebody in the office or I needed somebody to, you know, uh, creating promotional films for games, we were doing that kind of stuff. My daughter comes in, she's the actress or my son comes in and he's running a separate office full of testers. So they've been part of it. I have always kind of wished that, you know, one or the other or both would go okay i want to make this my career 
uh-huh. but they've found what they love yeah. and that's what they're doing. That's yeah. what they're yeah. doing. They're, they always, they're always happy to help tangentially and they're always happy to support. Uh, but uh, they're doing their own things and that's great. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That, that is awesome to hear. And so throughout your career, you know, you, you've been uh, a part of game development. Uh, I feel like um, you've influenced a, a lot of uh, game developers and games that have been created to nowadays. But for you to um, to have Rampage under your belt and with a game that started um, what, 30 to 40 years ago, I don't remember the exact release date of it. I know it's within that time frame to today where we just had a movie released within the last few years. I mean, how, how does that make you feel to see, you know, the game that, okay. So you started out with film, you went into creating games, you created a game that's so monumental that they've made a movie out of it. So basically I feel like your life kind of full circled going from film game to film. How, how does that make you feel? I wonder, I mean, you know, my dimples are on top of my head yeah. right now. Every time I heard a little bit more, um, you know, I got to be an extra in the film. They actually shot a cameo, which ended up on the cutting room floor. But I mean, every time something would come up with that, it's like, it can't get any better than this. Mm-hmm. And then it does. And then it does. And, uh, you know, the premiere and the after party and all that good Hollywood stuff. It's the real, the real thing though, the real thing that really hits home, um, is more that. When I did the game, I knew it was going to be a hit. We all did. Um, our, you know, our bosses said, no, you can't do this. And, you know, uh, you can't eat people. You can't make the player the bad guy. All the reasons. All the things that made I, it fun. I, I pushed it and we got it done and it yeah. did everything I hoped it would do. And at the time, though, I was always disappointed that they didn't make little toys or keychains. So when I found out 30 years later, literally, um, that you know, is being considered for a movie and all this stuff, excited, excited. And it just kept growing, keeps growing. And, and, uh, but the biggest part for me was then I started getting invited to trade shows and events and gaming conventions. And I, like I said, I, I'm not, I don't follow the industry. The only part of the industry I really follow is to make sure there's nothing too close to what I'm working on now. That's about it. Um, and then I start going to these shows and, People are telling me, sharing stories with me one-on-one about how the game affected their life or how they had best friends playing with not just Rampage, but Arch Rivals or General Chaos or any of them. People, And I mean, that really feels incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's personal. It's one-on-one. Um, that means more than the fact that, you know, hey, it was great to hear that The Rock used to ditch school to play right. Rampage right from his own lips. But right. uh, when you start hearing, you know, just literally hundreds, if not thousands of people over the last, just the last few years, remember a game that, although I knew I remembered and the kid, I knew the kids in my neighborhood remembered, I didn't really think of it in terms of the number of people whose lives I've touched. And that feels fantastic. There's no better feeling in the world. There really isn't. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's uh, probably, you know, you've worked on this project for so long, you want to make sure it's perfect, and then you release it to the world. It's like you've given your baby away to the world, and and everyone is is consuming everybody, not the baby, but the project itself, but everybody (laughs) is, uh, everybody is loving and enjoying it. And, you know, I couldn't imagine the feeling that you had about 
just it touching so many lives. I know for me, I have core memories of playing uh, the original Rampage. I remember going to the video store down the road from us to pick it up to rent it to to play at the house. I played with my dad, and and those memories I hold very dear. They're 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 bits and pieces of memories, but I still remember those. And then even going up to like playing World Tour, I mean, as a kid, I I spent so much time playing that game, and uh, I couldn't imagine for you just to to hear that uh, affect so many different people. Yeah. Yeah, that game was awesome. I loved it. Spent a lot of time playing it. We, we, I, I mean, I can't. I talked a bit about the work and the stress and everything. I can't mm-hmm. describe how much fun it is to make games like that. With, mm-hmm. And it's a team. It's not just me. Right. It is the team. There's, exactly. You know, programmers. I think we had you know programmers, artists, animators, everybody pulling together. It's a very family. At least the way when I formed. The early Bally Midway days was very much like family. After we bought, got bought out by another company, they had a different um, um, way to motivate their designers. And it was all confrontational. Your game has got to be better than their game type thing. So that when uh, we formed our own company, um, we went back to kind of this family approach. We're all pulling for each other. We're all working on this. We, and, and it's been a great way it's been a great way to pass the time for the last 40 years. Uh, yeah. It's been great. Yeah, it adds to that positive environment too, for you to work in, you know, being able to work with people that you would consider family and, and having that family environment. And, and, and there is absolute truth to the fact that if you're not having fun, the game's not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. If you're not having fun doing it, the game is not going to be fun. Um, the team has got to all pull together. Everybody's got to do their part. And, a lot of, I mean, anymore, a lot of times, I mean, I work with animators and artists and, you know, people that are much more talented than I am in a lot of ways. And, you know, obviously programmers that, you know, uh, I tried to program a game once that was enough. So, but you got to work and, and different people need different motivation. Uh, a lot of what I do as, in a group anymore is get everybody pulling in the right direction. That's is probably the unspoken part of my job, uh, you know, as a game designer is, you know, let's, you know, get everybody pulling together. And, and I think, I think being a parent help has helped me over the years because I ref, you know, partly because of my age, but partly because I'm bringing people into the industry and, and mentoring them, although I hate that word. Uh, but basically, it's like you know, I'm parenting them on right. what they need to do for this game. And, you know, everybody's different. You've got to find out what makes this person, you know, what's that aha moment yeah. to get them involved and involved with each other, because the team is the team is everything when it comes to a game. Yeah. So um, as a parent, as a game uh, developer, as a awesome human being, what advice would you have for um, people that are looking to uh, pursue their dreams, um, whether they're a parent? Because I'm sure being a parent pursuing a dream is, is a little more difficult than if you were, you know, not caring for another individual. But uh, I'll just say, what advice would you have for somebody that's looking to uh, advance, whether it be game development, art, or, or anything in life? Uh, it's corny. Follow your dreams, okay. follow your heart. Um, you, because, I mean, you heard my origin story as it were. I mean, I did not know where I was going, but I was willing to, you know, try it, see what happens. I mean, I can't even begin to say how many jobs I have. I would 
you know, back in the day, you know, when I'm back home from college or, and I had, you know, I would get hired at three different places and pick the job I like best, Mm -hmm. but I give everything a chance. I give everything a try. I'm not, I was, I was never, I'm going to be a great director. I like making films, but I had a friend who was a great photographer and I was good at editing and I came up with the stories, but I never really had a plan that I was following. So I don't really, my plans are all about, okay, this is what I've got. This is what I've got to do to get it done. And they're more short-term if you consider nine months, 12 months short-term with games. And so it fit my personality. I fell into it. But bottom line is follow your heart, follow your gut instinct. Um, it, it may not take you where you want to go, but if you're open to the universe, uh, you know, if you're open to the universe, it may take you where you need to go, yeah. where you need to be. As far as the part about, you know, what can you do if you're a parent? I mean, as a father, it's not just a guy thing, but that's the only aspect I can speak right. of is the guy thing is, okay, I've got to do all this for my family. You know, yeah. I've got to, I've got to put in my nine to five, or I've got to put in my 12 hour days, or I've got to be on the road or whatever you're doing that is going to impact. That's going to be a consideration that every father and probably mother, I'm sure, but uh, everybody has to have when you're a parent, because those kids mean everything. Um, you know, you want them part of your life. You don't want to you, you don't want to distance yourself from them, you know, apart from the fact of what you've got to do to make money, you know, you know, way like that. But if you can involve them in what you're doing, you know, that is making their lives better. That is making you closer. How you would follow your dream. I don't have any advice on how you would follow your dream as a parent, because like I said, I've been really lucky. Mm-hmm. I've been really lucky. I would still say just follow your heart because um, as long as no one has any expectations, I mean, you're making a living, you're trying something new, your family is going to be the one who's behind you, whether it's your kids, your wife, your family is going to be behind you making yourself happy because as, as they say, if dad ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to be behind you. They're going to support you. You may feel the the guilt of, Oh, I'm giving up this good job because I want to go do this mm-hmm. and it may not work out. It may work out, but you know, worry is just one of those worry is one of the most useless things there is that a human can do to himself. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. It may happen. It may not happen, but worrying about it is just grinding gears, mm-hmm. move towards it, do what you can have fun while you're doing that. And by the time you turn around and look and go, I'm at now because I, tried to do this, you realize you've had that much time being happier than you would have if you just gave up on it. Well said. Very well okay. said. Yeah. Long I mean, as corny as, as, as you said, follow your dreams may sound, it, it, I completely and I wholeheartedly agree with that. And um, uh, I believe that you just said give opportunity a chance with whatever you do. And I, I feel like that you're a living example of that. You gave gaming an opportunity and look where you're at now. So that's, that's very cool. Very cool. Uh, last question. I, again, I think this was on the same post as the bird biting you. Uh, you said that you like to. <laughs> that, was a, that was a terrible post by the way, but I'm glad you got something. Out. I thought, I thought it was hilarious. I saw um, you, you enjoy <laughs> recreational drinking. 
Yes. Okay. Yes, I so if I were to come across at a place where they served uh, a beer, what kind of beer would I get you? Or do you not drink beer? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm okay. definitely a beer drinker. Okay. Um, I, yeah, recreational drinking to me implies beer. Okay. Uh, but again, that's just what I can handle. Um, these days, <laughs> the uh, lightest impact I can get is what I, you know, I'm like, can I, can I plug? I'm a Michelob Ultra guy okay. because anything else, and I love like a good Vorschneiner or, you know, uh, uh, Depending on this situation, whatever beer comes my way. Actually, somebody the other day said um, said that they were a beer snob. Yeah, because I, they wouldn't do crap beers. Yeah, and the I, term I, snob is getting thrown around too loosely yeah. nowadays. And, and I said, I said, crap beer is an oxymoron. Yeah. Okay, I'll drink any beer, and as George Orwell said, you know, all beers are equal, but some beers are more equal than others. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm, but these days, yeah, if I, if I, I can drink what I like to drink as often as I like to drink it, as long as it's a light beer. Yeah. When I stray too far off the path, you know, you'll be talking to me and I'll be flat on my back. So. Okay. Yeah. But responsibly flat on my back, but flat <laughs> on my back nonetheless. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I always go for a good McUltra. They're, they're good beers. And I agree. Um, uh, people ask me, well, what's your favorite kind of beer to drink? We just moved to Cincinnati. So well within the last year, and uh, there are a ton of microbreweries around here. And while they serve great, um, great beers and they have tons of different kinds, um, you, you can't go wrong with just a nice light beer. Yeah. yeah no. so. Well, and, and I, and I, I mean, I'm older now, so I, you know, I still like to my evenings out to be long. Yeah. And if I start too early, you know, with a zombie, three Floyd zombie dust, you know, I, then I am. <laughs> That's then I game am, over. For me, it is. You yeah. know, it's like my, uh, you know, I plenty of friends that can still hold their own with that. And, you know, they great beers, you know, craft beers. There are a lot of great ones out there, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, I just I've learned to avoid those too early in the evening. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you that's cool brian it's been a pleasure having you on i hope you enjoyed yourself and hopefully i didn't put you on the spot too much there but so if, if people were to um try to look for you online or or get in contact with you if you want for them to get in contact with you where's the best place that somebody could find you uh i'm on facebook brian f colon my company game refuge is on facebook um doing the new game general chaos uh, a remake of the first game i did for ea when we formed game refuge 30 years ago i'm working on that so general chaos fan site is on facebook um i still have a website uh game refuge where you can see like i've made i've worked on about 90 games so far oh. um and if you want and, and if you care for that kind of minutia it's gamerefuge.com um that's it. Pretty Good. much. I'm not, I mean, you know, nobody's going to be sending me love letters or anything. So you don't need my address or my social security number, right? No, no, okay, definitely good. not. Well, maybe social security number. If you want no. to, just kidding. No. Uh, Brian, thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you and uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll stop. Thank there. you. Hey, this was fun. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today on parent quest 
It was such a pleasure and an honor being able to talk to you about your career, your kids, your upbringing. Everything is just, uh, I can just say I'm tickled to death about uh, our conversation today. And you can follow me on Twitter at ParentQuest um, and also on Instagram and Facebook at ParentQuest Podcast. Uh, please, if, if you are feeling so generous, um, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe and like on YouTube. I think today I can officially say that this quest has been completed.